couple years down the road, uh, you start reading a lot, like uh, for pleasure. Okay. Like, like uh, novels and stuff, you know. Is there a particular genre? You like to do this thing where you'll go to the local uh, library by you and you'll just walk up and down the stacks, running those fingers along all the spines. (laughs) Just wait, just waiting for some sort of cosmic event to occur that causes you to pick a book. You've been doing this for about four months and it's never led you astray. Okay. Yeah. You read some really good books over that time. I think I have. I told anyone. I think I would have. You're just kind of keeping it to yourself. It's your own little private joy. So you've been going to this library a lot, right? Wearing out that fucking card. (laughs) Yeah. The librarian. uh, Her name is Doris. Dunton. She says, uh, seeing a lot of you in here lately. She kind of looks over. How are you, glasses. Doris? She goes, I'm great, Patrick. How are you? I'm good. She's like a, like a cool as shit. Doesn't take any shit. You know, no shit off nobody. You know, an old school, an librarian. old school librarian. She's got a, she's got a yardstick behind her desk at the back. Jeez. The back side of it is just stained red with blood oh she's shit. had the yards took a long time she's given us a lot of kids to quit talking they call her doris the silencer she has a wow. she has a tattoo of a silencer like a like a like a muzzle <laughs> a gun compressor oh, on her on her on her bicep she got it when she was she's 71 years old so she's aware of the nickname. Oh yeah, dude. She she and is, it is em- and embraces it. Yeah. They're, uh the library's kickball team is called the Silencers. What? Yeah, the library has a. There's a new thing called the the Library Kickball League, where all over all over Texas, libraries <laughs> uh, and yeah. their staff they get together and they they form kickball leagues. So like you know you'll have like a certain branch. We'll put together a kickball league. I mean, a team, and they'll go up against another branch, and they get pretty fucking aggressive. There's a lot on the line. Wow, the branch that wins gets uh, thirty thousand dollars to, to wow. spend however they want. The branch that comes in very last like, place after like a long six month grueling tournament of kickball games gets fucking shut the fuck down. Oh my god! Yeah. How long has this been going on for? Um, about uh, eighteen months. Okay, so, so it's a relatively new yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a pretty new thing. Either way. Okay. You're in that fucking That's library. That's horrifying. You you walk in, you drop your uh, you go to like drop your book in the return slot and Doris just kinda like sticks her hand out. You pass it over the counter to her. She goes, Are you late, Pat? And honestly Am I? You're a couple days late. You look at her I go What do you say? Yeah. I go I go, Doris. Yeah, I'm a few days late. I can't lie to you. She kind of like looks at you over her glasses, pulls you up on the computer. You see her hit like a delete button. She goes, don't say I never did nothing for you. Oh, 
Oh shit. Yeah. So you're like on Doris. You're on like good terms with the silencer. You know what I mean? Okay. You don't fear the wrath of that yard. What what is she what does she think of the fact that the mascot is is, is is it a reference to her? Oh, 100%. Okay. And she, she's into it? Yeah. The the logo <laughs> is just a, a woman with like a beehive hairdo holding a like a, yeah. like a finger to her lips, like shushing. But the, the finger is just a fucking <laughs> silencer that you put on a pistol. It's horrible. So you're, uh, you're in the library walking around. You're walking through the... Uh, fiction lit section running your hands along the shelves it feels cool against your fingertips every now and then you like to look down and see how the dust has accumulated on your hand yeah you kind of like wipe it off into a little fucking grimy little ball you flick it onto the ground keep moving forward you're going through tracing the shells for a few minutes and then you feel it that same familiar feeling you felt a th- you know several times before almost like like there's just a charge of something that rolls through your body from your fingertip all the way through you as soon as you touch that book you pull the book out from the shelf it's uh, probably about 400 pages. It has a, a black cover. There's no dust jacket on it. You open the cover. It just says okay. The Wishing Well by Philip Donovan. <laughs> okay. And you go, well. What's his deal? Uh, I don't know. There's no dust jacket on it or anything. You just, you felt the feeling, you grab the book, you take it up to the counter, and you check it out. You give it to Doris. She enters something in the computer. She goes, two weeks, Patrick. She goes, and not a moment before. And then she kind of winks at you. <laughs> okay. And you leave. Cool. As the door closes. I wink back. You wink back. She blushes. Really? Rosy cheeks make me weak. Wow. You walk out the door. As like the door closes behind you, you hear you hear her yell, Timothy, you're about three seconds away from me grabbing the stick. Oh my and god. And you just know some kids I heard I, I kinda like hurry. So you know some kids about to fucking get it. Yeah, I, I hurry away. I think. So you get out in the you get out in the parking lot. You open the book to just kinda like look at it. And you just kind of rifle through the pages. And at about halfway in the book, there's a, like a photograph. Almost like somebody was using it as like a, like a bookmark, you know. Okay. Pull it out. It's an old faded Polaroid. It's a... Uh, you can tell it's, you know, been around for a while. It's just a picture is uh, of a boy, maybe about 12 years old, kind of like on one knee, and he's got his arm in the air up like it's around somebody's shoulder, but there's nobody next to him. 
you know, like he's posing with, you know, like an imaginary okay. friend or something. And you look at it and it says summer 96. And you think that's fucking weird, right? But hey, that's kind of a, it's kind of a cool thing. You know, you found a, a bookmark that is a photograph of someone. That's, it's kind of an interesting thing. You're like, fuck it, I'll just, this is my bookmark for this book now, you know? So you go home. So. Summer 96 was a great summer, too. Was it? Yeah, it was right before everyone started getting into, you know, bad stuff. So it was the last, like, inno- it was the last, like, innocent summer, oh. I think. I think. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So you think about that of like the summer of 96 and you just smile. You, uh, you remember that you and your friends used to like hang out together at this like place called the causeway. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little place like kind of off in the woods where you'd fuck around and like break tree limbs, you know, just do like dumb kid shit. It's where you guys all smoked for the first time. Somebody snuck a can of beer down there that summer. Yep. You know, it's all rings. Very true. Yeah. So you, you are nailing this. You think about, you think about your friends that summer, a smile just kind of comes across your face. I'm just smiling a lot. Yeah. You're smiling. It's, it's a good memory. You, you and your friends. So you go home, right? So Wednesday night, you uh, cooked yourself some dinner. What I cook? You have um, like a baked chicken with uh, some like baby red potatoes, side of asparagus. It's a healthy meal. You eat dinner and you feel like excited, like tear into this new book that's like the best part when you get a new book and there's just like this anticipation of starting a new journey so you go sure. you go into your into your bedroom you lay down on your bed you open the book and start reading the wishing well is a story about uh a teenage boy or like a like a young boy who's kind of on the verge of adolescence and it's a story of how he and his friends uh like all their parents got divorced at the same time. There were like, uh, like a small group of them in school, and uh, okay, you know their parents were getting divorced, and uh, just kind of how like their little friend group broke apart as their as their home lives were really shattered. You know, it was like a weird time. You know, the mid nineties. Okay, a lot of anxiety, and it's really about how these two boys form a friendship, kind of over this, you know both being like a product of a broken home and sort of how these two guys who were really at sort of different ends of the street, like one kid was like kind of popular and, uh, you know, did all the sports and all the girls thought he was cute. And the other kid was kind of like a, like a dopey, unathletic, unliked kid, but because they both had their shared experience this one summer, they came together and the point equidistant in between their houses was this wishing well. So they would just meet at the well a lot of times and, you know, talk about what they're doing and uh, kind of how they're feeling about things. And it, it's really just sort of a, 
story about a, a young kid growing up and, and you know taking chances that he wouldn't normally have taken and, and feeling empowered by the the people around him and you're hooked it's a book that you you're like man i really want to keep reading this thing you wake up it's thursday you wake up at like 11 30 the first thing you do you roll over you grab the book off your nightstand you pick it up and start flipping through yeah you get like halfway through the book is it any good it's great you love it really cool you're loving the book you get about halfway through right about to the page where you found that that uh picture you read like all day you're like you know a few hundred pages in you're just tearing through this thing the rest of your day just kind of is a blur you know you get really engrossed in something like that everything else just sort of like fades away and you lose track of time next thing you know you look up and it's like oh man i need to have something i need to get dinner you know i want want to watch a movie or something and just kind of unwind and get ready for bed so you take the photograph you put it back in the book you go to sleep that night you have a dream you dream that you're like a like a boy again and you feel like cold water running across your feet And you like, uh, you sort of like in the dream. You sort of like come to in the dream, where you you look around and you got your feet just dipped into into this creek, this cold creek that's running along the backside of a hill. You look up at the top of the hill, and it's the wishing well from the book. Yeah, just the way you just the way you imagined it. You know the 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 you see the the tattered rope on the bucket, you know. You see the initials carved into the wooden posts. You see the gum stuck to the side of the stone. And you take a walk up the hill. And you get to the top of the hill, and the main character of the novel is sitting there at the well. His name is uh, Ryan Falcon. <laughs> Yeah, and he was like the cool, popular kid in school. You know what I mean? He was the guy that like all the yeah. girls wanted to be with, and all the boys wanted to be. Sure. He's wearing like a a red tank top, jorts, <laughs> and he looks at you and he goes, "Hey, buddy, how you doing?" Hey, what's up? He's like, man, uh, it's, I got to say, it's it's really good to see you. How have you been? I'm fine. Have I met this guy before? You get a feeling, you get this feeling that he's like an old friend, you know? Like, you get the feeling that, like, you've known him for a long time. He's like, yeah, man, uh, I've just been here waiting, you know? Just waiting on you to come back. Uh, man, it's been a tough summer, hasn't it? And you guys, you're kind of like, yeah, it has. And he starts like, yeah, repeating points that he uh, he had like made in the book, and like he's like, re- he's sort of like rehashing events that you read about earlier. And he's like, look, man, um, 
He's like, I think I figured it out. He was like, I, th- I th- yeah. He was like, I think I know how to make it right. He was, I can set everything right. Okay. He was, I need you to go to the real wishing well. I need you to go there and I need you to make a wish that everything will turn out okay. Where is the real one? He goes, keep reading. You'll find it. He looks up at you with tears in his eyes and he he goes, please. It's got to be you. And then you wake up. Oh my gosh. You wake up and you're holding that picture in your fucking hand. (laughs) Yeah. What do you do? Do you keep reading? Absolutely. So you keep reading. And it would be insane if I didn't. You keep reading and they hadn't like really explained like the precise location of where it was before. But they they tell you it's like basically at a certain part of a park. And the park is the name of a park in Austin called uh, (laughs) where the children gather public park. And um, (laughs) WTCG is like a pretty big park. Oh, that was so bad. And uh, but you've been there. I grabbed my face (laughs) when you said that. Uh, I don't know how to recover from that. (laughs) But it's a it's a pretty big park that you've been to before, and you're like, man, I. I've been all over that park. I don't remember seeing a well. And he describes like where it is, yeah. how you got to like go through this little passage in the woods. And you're like, okay, I think I know about where that is. Would you go? Yes, I would. So you go to the, you go to the, where children, where the children gather public park. Yeah. You, uh, you look for the area. He said it was behind pavilion number four. And you know right where that okay. is because there was a you had a friend who had a birthday party and you, they just rented out a pavilion at the park and you guys got day drunk there, you fucked up a lot of shit. People were pretty pissed. So he's not allowed to rent. <laughs> he's not allowed to rent like, like a pavilion any longer. The city's like you can't you can't do it anymore. Your rights have been revoked. It was Eric Nagurney. Oh my god! The dog had a ripping birthday at a public park to the point that he's too cool to rent anymore. Turn dog. Howling at the moon. Eric Janigurney. So you find pavilion number four. Eric. You kind of laugh. I laugh? You laugh just kind of like remembering that day like uh, <laughs> yeah. Nick Saverino ate too many hot dogs and he threw them up out of his nose. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, just he was in the middle of conversation and just turned and threw up how, like a lot of hot dogs, like <laughs> probably amazing. like four or five, you know. That's... Uh, so people were just like getting drunk, like a bunch of a couple people showed up on acid. Like it was just like a really, it's like a fun, it's like a fond memory you have, sure? you know. It's almost sure. like the same kind of fondness that you feel about this book. Or just like you're like you stand there for a second, you kind of look back on that day and you just smile, thinking about the good times you had. And the book, the book yeah. elicits a lot of those same feelings. 
you see a path in the woods behind pavilion number four. Wow. Okay. looks to be a little smaller than you. So you kind of like hunch down, you walk through it. Like it's clearly like kids, you know? So you walk through the woods, uh, for about 20 feet. You get into the other, other side. It's like a big clearing. And you see that they're like at the top of a hill. You walk to the edge of the hill and look down. And there's the wishing well. Wow. And you're like, what the fuck? How did I never Yeah. How did I never know this? And it looks just like like it's it, it's fucking crazy. It looks exactly like the one that you picture when you read this book. Exactly. Down to like the stain on the concrete. Like everything is like exactly. Jeez. So you walk up to the well, you look down, can't see the bottom of it. What do you do? I have to make a wish, right? Yeah. What do you wish for? All right. I wish for everything to be okay. You, uh, you say, I wish for everything to be okay. You reach into your pocket. You pull out the shiniest quarter you've ever seen. Wow. It almost glows itself. You know what I mean? It's just like, it looks like brand new. Yeah. You flick it up in the air and it's just a perfect flick. You know how when you, when you flip a coin, sometimes you just get it just right. And it rings out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sound rings out. You can almost wow. swear that you feel like the, the rush of wind past your face as, as it spins going up and coming down. Yeah. It goes up and straight down. And you kind of put your ear over the well and wait for it and wait for it. You wait. You wait for about 10 seconds. And then you hear the thud. You go, that's fucking strange. So you go back home. Wow. You go back home. First thing you do is start reading the book again. You're reading the book. Uh, you're at this point where like um, one friend had kind of like gone away for a while. You know, the, 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 the unattractive kid, the loser kid who was just kind of finding his way. The two boys had a fight, yeah. and, and the loser kid left, and he hadn't been around for a little while, you know, hadn't been around. And he eventually comes sure. back to the well. And the two boys turn, and they say, I just want everything to be okay. They each flip a coin into the well, and they wait for it, and they hear the thud. And you think, man, like, maybe, like, maybe friendship is a thing that it's fluid, you know? It's fluid and, like, yeah. you don't have to see somebody all the time to still care about them. That, you know, real yeah, relationships, amazing. you can just pick them up at the drop of a hat and it's like nothing's ever changed, you know? And you think about these two boys yeah. and sort of the, the, the journey that they're on. 
and in the book, a uh, the boys are standing there at the well, and a man walks by, and he says, "Hey, kids, I'm a photographer for a local news story. Or there's like a newspaper they're doing a story about the well, and they were celebrating its 100 years of existence." And he says, mm. "He says I'd like to get a picture of you boys in front of this well for the newspaper." And the boys, you know, sort of basking in their newfound friendship are just like, yeah, sure, sure. So you read that the uh, the boys pose. They sort of kneel down in front of the well. And they wrap their arms around each other, you know. It's like two friends. Yeah. The photographer looks at him and he goes, one, two, three. And the page that you're on, uh, it just says... The camera flashes. When you read that, you see like a brilliant blinding flash of light. You know what I mean? You just see like all of a sudden like this brilliant blinding flash. Yeah. And you kind of like close your eyes and like open them again. And you're uh, stuck in place. You're like frozen in one spot. You feel the grass on your knee. You feel your arm stretched out, reaching out to your side. And you feel like cloth on your hand. You can't move any muscles. You can't move your head left and right. But you look out and you see a photographer holding a camera in front of you guys. And you sort of look in your periphery and you see your best friend, the two of you posing in front of that fucking well. Uh, And you get stuck in the picture. The picture gets realized and you take the place of the boy. And uh, you guys are both like have your arms wrapped around each other at the well. And your soul gets trapped in that picture for all of eternity. (laughs) The picture somehow finds its way and gets tucked back inside of the book. And just appears at a uh, at a library somewhere across the country. Uh, a guy eventually like takes it home when the library uh, loses a kickball game and they go out of business. They have to sell all their books off, and he takes it home and it just sits on a shelf. <laughs> no dust jacket. He never does anything with it. It just sits on a fucking shelf till his wife gets mad and he throws it in a box in the garage, and it just sits there and sits there. And the book just slowly wears away, and the photograph decomposes over hundreds of years, and you eventually die. But most of it is spent you stuck in a picture with a, pretty much a total stranger, and you can't move, staring at a brilliant camera flash. It's so painful. Imagine just looking into there a camera were. flash for hundreds of years. Yeah, I'm imagining it right now. Yeah. There was no build up to that. There was no hint that there was something supernatural going on <laughs> at all. The wishing well. <laughs> I just had a vision quest and then fucking got trapped in a photograph. Yeah, a photograph. It sucks. Yeah, you fucking died. 